everyone, John Thornett here again from Peak Strategies, another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy podcast. How are you all been? Um, we've just had our week at APP. Um, uh, from those and on the east coast probably don't realize how much of an effort it is for us west australians to get over there it is a, a whole day and if you're just listening to this you might be able to hear the faint hint of someone whistling and that's someone walking down our corridor whistling to us at the moment and that's all very good so yes from wa it's a hell of a long way to go um is a uh, a good deal of money and time spent in getting over there but we wouldn't miss it we go over there we we learn we find out about the industry we connect with people and yes we spend a lot of money and spend a whole day going to the other side of australia to meet up with people that are only half an hour away over here but that's how us west australians do it so today Let's get into this uh, next episode. Now, you have an absolute treat in front of you. I had this beautiful gentleman right next door to me. Uh, Mr. Luke McKinnon, current head of pharmacy, HBF Friendlies, starting August last year, wasn't it? Correct. Made the pilgrimage from, uh, from Melbourne. Correct. Melbourne, yeah. Previously, national manager of pharmacy choice at Symbian, Previously had roles at API and Sigma. He's got a Bachelor of Business and Business Administration from Monash University. Monash University. Hell of a nice guy. He's a husband. He's a father. Uh, all sorts. Wonderful gentleman. Welcome. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, I must say I'm an avid podcast listener, so it's a bit of a highlight for me to be, to feature in your podcast. Well, so very good. Very good. So um, why come over here and take up? that role at HPF, yeah. what, what was the carrot? Yeah, I think uh, uh, one based on a, a family decision, a, a, a change in lifestyle for the family, but two, um, taking on the role at HPF and Friendlies, I saw a, a unique a unique model in the pharmacy landscape. The, the ability to talk to one million HPF members is a um, you know, really strong, unique audience to talk to our model. And our Friendlies model is uh, very much a health services driven model. Yep. Um, so really excited to be on board and yep. been, been with the team for six months now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and what should we uh, look forward to at uh, with, the, with the Friendly's Pharmacies? What, uh, what's the goal, the, the strategies, if you can if you can tell us? Or sure. if you can't, that's fine, we'll get on to other stuff. <laughs> yeah, look, I think that um, what we're focused on at Friendly's is, um, is providing that support to our franchise network across retail and buying, uh, marketing support, operations and training. But particularly what we're excited in the short term is uh, supporting our pharmacies in the upcoming flu season. We're really proud of the fact that uh, last year uh, Friendly's vaccinated 35% of West Australians that had a vaccination in the pharmacy, which is a really strong number against 6% of the pharmacies in WA. It's really strong, really shows that that unique connection you have, isn't it, between lots of members and a health insurance members and pharmacy, and it's a very unique connection that's especially unique in in the world of pharmacy, and just goes to show the strength of what you guys have got, and how you can benefit not only uh, the, the the friendlies pharmacies, but as well as the members and giving them that much more. For, for, for their premiums that they pay. 
Yeah, and if we've got time, John, can I share a little anecdote? Go for it. Yeah, John, uh, we had uh, our, our friendly's pharmacy down in Bustleton. Uh, had a customer walk into the pharmacy about a month ago and they were there to purchase a blood glucose meter. Uh, the pharmacist identified uh, that they're a HBF member, that they'd been in the, the pharmacy having their flu shots previous mm. years, yep. and uh, the pharmacist recommended a 20-minute 20, 20 health check. It was part of their level of cover, and uh, the patient had a reading of 29, uh, blood glucose reading, yeah, wow. which is uh, extreme yeah, and very wow. serious. They were referred straight to the GP and dietitian, um, and pleased to say they came back a couple of weeks later with a reading of 7, in really wow. good, really good health, in in uh, in good care, and and talking to the pharmacy, they they stated that they they'll be a customer for life for yeah. intervening and and uh, uh, helping them out. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that's an example where the friendlies and HBF connection really works, and and um, that it's been a, a really positive patient experience, a pa- and a positive HBF member experience. Yeah. And uh, particularly, that hasn't cost uh, the member a cent. That's right, and they've had this uh, this quite significant, life changing moment of if that hadn't have happened, and if that infrastructure hadn't been around, it's quite likely that person could have gone in, paid their twenty five, thirty, forty dollars, whatever it is, for their flu jab, nicked off, mm. and their situation could have been so much worse if it, if it hadn't. And just uh, you know, that was just 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 one person, but that impact is quite substantial. Yeah, and HBF. Uh, we have a our vision is about being there for the moments that matter for the HBF member, and yeah. that certainly is yeah. the case for the, for this customer. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. Um, what we want to talk today is about the classic question that comes up that we hear all the time from existing owners, uh, the well experienced owners, from the new buyers. It's the classic question: starting up versus being an independent versus being part of a brand or a franchise mm. and you get that question all the time don't you of oh, what brands do you think are, are really good and it's it's can sometimes be a very misguided question can't it because it's there's so much more that goes into it and particularly you as an owner and a, a brand is one thing but how does that work with you being an owner and uh, it's such a common question you get all the time you do, and uh, you know, there's so many factors, whether it be um, money, skill set, and also personal goals. Yeah. You really need to uh, consider your personal yeah. goals. So so let, let's, have, let's, let's start off. So let's go, through, let's go some, through some different scenarios here. So we've got your classic greenfield site. Mm. Starting up from scratch, um, there may be uh, lucky to find a new site in a new shopping centre or a new site next to the medical center, uh, they managed to jag that the, the goose that lays the golden egg. Um, let's go through those scenarios. What, what, if someone's thinking about these greenfield sites, what should they be thinking about? What are some of the issues there that they need to be aware of? Yeah, look, I think uh, particularly, you know, obviously they're starting from scratch. They've got to really get going um, with a greenfield. Uh, it, it can come with a, a lower level of skills, skills um, uh, less contacts and potentially business knowledge. Yeah, so it can be a lonely existence, can't it? It can. Starting up and all you've got is yourself, perhaps some people you've previously worked with um, that may have an accountant which may or may not have know anything about pharmacy. But largely they're on their own, aren't they? 
yeah. no yeah. support there's no guidance there's no mentor there's no senior partner or so anyone like that that pretty much flying blind yeah and it does it does lend itself to a obviously a higher risk of of failure yep in that instance yeah yeah mm. it's it's interesting the um, um that data particularly general looking at small business association and 66 percent of businesses fail within the first three years i mean granted pharmacy is a hell of a lot more resi- resilient than that correct that's a hell of a stat though and particularly with greenfield science that the number one thing that quite often gets overlooked is that cash flow because hmm. us starting from nothing yeah they've got wages to pay insurance got rent to pay and all this stuff's going out yet they've barely got a customer base yet yeah you're you're right john and, and something that really need to be close pay close attention to is uh, demographics mm. and and understanding your catchment because yeah um, you know, starting from scratch you need to really work hard to genuinely drive the traffic into the pharmacy and that's going to yep. be a slow build yeah 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 so what we've seen typically for greenfield sites is um, most of them are shoveling in the cash for the first 12 months just trying to keep the thing going mm. uh, most of these greenfield sites tend to bleed rather heavily in the first 12 months the best you can hope for is this thing starting to break even after 12 months and you haven't paid yourself a cent yet um, in the second year you hope to have paid yourself a wage um, yeah and that's that's the reality of these greenfield sites and it, it's very hard going mm. and being able to build a strong base from zero particularly if you're an inexperienced owner that's hard work yeah. really really hard work yeah, 100% concur yeah. there, John. So let's move on. You've got, you've got those starting up fresh, the greenfield sites. We granted the entry price is a lot lower. It's stock plus to fit out, but the risks are fairly high. Now, you've got um, the next ones are those, they're independent. Hmm. That independent guy. And, and let's, let's be honest, there's some really impressive independent owners out there. Um, and there are some there who are, are really stand out, don't they? There's the, they just got that hook of that particular owner who's really clued in to what they're about. But they're actually quite unique in the world of pharmacy owners, aren't they? There's not everyone's got that something. That's you know, th- there are some quite unique ones out there who are doing some extraordinary things as an independent. But I would say they're probably more fewer in number. Yeah, yeah, you know, and one of those examples is Gerald Burns' yes, pharmacy, yes. Amanda Bryce. Yes, yes. Out at Picton, she understands what she she stands for. Yep. And uh, the the work that she's done to um, train up on one example of a health service, she with gut health. Yep. She's become an expert in that space. Yeah. And the patients and consumers don't mind spending their dollars mm. to attend a health service yep. with Amanda and her team. Yeah. On yep. gut health. Yeah. Um, Linda Keane down in Dunsborough is another one. Um, Yana up at um, Mandaring is um, very unique as well. You've got Steve out at Pabri. Yeah, there's some quite uh, dynamic, really exciting owners out there. But not everyone's got that little hook. So let's go through the independent. What For those listening in who are, and let's say they're the first time owner, Let's go through some of the issues regarding being an independent pharmacy and not aligned to a brand. Yeah, well, certainly, certainly a lower risk of failure than a, than a startup. And 
it, it can be a secure income and a good lifestyle. Uh, but certainly independent operators are being squeezed out uh, by big buying power. The, uh, the big buying groups leverage their market clout for buying advantage for, for their yep. franchisees. Yep. So yep. independence, that's an area that they struggle. Mm. Uh, and certainly from a promotional and marketing pers- perspective, um, really important that an independent pharmacy is focusing hard on their local area marketing uh, and talking to their local demographic. And one of the other um, issues for an independent is not tapping into that centralised efficiency and yes. systems and operations. Yep, yep, yep. When you've got that team of people who who are potentially the experts. That's right. Or really good at their, at their profession. Um, and you hear the conversations quite a bit is the days of the independent is numbered. And a lot of them have that feeling that the, the days of the independent is just hard. But in saying that, there are some positives to it as well. And that dynamicism, that flexibility of choice, that being able to stop, change, move whenever you want to, and having that degree of control over your business, its direction, its branding, its marketing, being able to at least control your Facebook site, um, that dynamicism is quite a powerful tool in the hands of the right owner, isn't it? That's right. And I think uh, the owner that's hands-on uh, in their independent pharmacy is, is crucial. Yep. Um, the ability the, to be the asset, to be the face of the pharmacy yep. in the local community is crucial. And that still, to this day, is so important even for uh, even for franchises, yep. their the face is the brand in the local community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and of course, along with these is you quite often hear from the first time owners, uh, you know, they buy their first pharmacy and they're six, twelve months into it, and quite often the feedback you get is, I didn't realise how hard it was, because there's a lot on their shoulders, isn't there? They've got to be merchandising experts they've got to be um they've got to overnight be a successful leader know how to lead lead and motivate a team they need to be gurus on it they need to be gurus on marketing and communications that's it's actually a hell of a lot of responsibility on the shoulders of one person not everyone's got that it's quite difficult isn't it it is very difficult uh, i think that um we talked about local area marketing is really important um, to market to your catchment area yep. on what you stand for and how you are different. But it is very difficult to, as an independent owner, to genuinely drive traffic into your pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that's one of the concerns. Not without uh, some heavy, heavy knowledge and skills and expertise in marketing and communication. And let's face it, we were never taught that, were we? No. <laughs> no. So let's move into this franchise, and particularly you has as. Yeah, boss man of the HBO friendlies. Let's. Why would, why would your your independent owners go take up and consider something like a franchise? Yeah, look, I think obviously uh, minimises risk uh, across the other yep. two options. Um, it's stable, long term business, returning a good good income broadly. I think you used a stat before, John, yep. uh, around franchises, but seven percent of franchise owners fail within the first three years yep. as compared to over 90% with startups. Yep. Yep. Um, and it, uh, buying a franchise does improve the prospects of success for a fledging business to bring 
that support network of the franchise model yep. uh, and plug into that fledging business mm. does improve the prospects. Yep. Um, there is reduced autonomy. I think that when you compare against the independent yep. model, yep. Uh, there's um, obviously less control uh, and there's a lot of centralised experience which uh, gives the franchises the real strength on the numbers. Yeah, because it's important to understand a franchise is a system, isn't it? And it's, right. it's a proven system. It's a whole basis of a franchise. I mean, it's McDonald's or whatever it is, it, it, there's a system. And for that franchise to be successful, you need a couple of components. You need, obviously, its strength comes in its franchisees, but it's also um, its strength comes from the systems that it's got. And it's systems that are, um, that are proven multiple times over. And that if the franchisees follow a system, granted they've still got to be owners, they still, it's not a, f a foolproof mechanism to go and print money, but there's a system by which they can apply, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And I think uh, particularly, you know, accessing, you know, depending on the, the direction the pharmacy takes, do they head down the business model of a discount versus a health destination and pace patient-centric model, um, there's a great opportunity if they head down that healthcare destination model yep. to uh, access a range of health services and programs, yep. a lot of systems and operations behind that. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of stuff they don't have to think about or they right. don't have to recreate. Uh, and, and let's face it, these things, there's a lot of time and effort, even just a simple system. And it takes a lot of time to do that or you either don't do it all or it's a half-baked effort. But to go and pay franchise fees, but to be to deliver these things, it's a lot of time saving for something that you know is going to work. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, I think things like uh, a backing of a, a strong strong brand yep. for your pharmacy is yep. really important. I think there's only a handful of... Uh, brands in the country that can genuinely drive yes. that traffic. Yep, yep. It's really important. Yep. Um, you know, integrated marketing campaigns, whether it's across uh, Facebook, digital, catalog, and that in-store execution is really important. Yep. Um, an established uh, loyalty and membership program. Yep. Uh, yep. Is really crucial, and I'm sure we've seen the uh, the metrics and numbers on the importance of loyalty. Uh, it's really crucial that a pharmacy leverages that opportunity. Yep, yep. Um, I talked about earlier the, the ability to leverage market clout, that group buying and retail support yes. is, is paramount. Yes, yes. Uh, and obviously store optimization, having that, that uh, operations team as part of the franchise to support you in store. Yep, yep. And they effectively become a, a, a business partner uh, in driving and improving your business. Yep, yep. Yeah. So in, particularly personally, um, yeah, becoming a business owner and a pharmacy owner is quite a, um, it's a big deal. It's a, quite a, a life-changing decision, isn't it? It has such a big impact on the family. Um, and then to go and create all these systems and procedures and signage and methodologies, and it's all very hard. And particularly when you're doing already doing five six days a week when you get to do that you know do you, do you do it at 10 o'clock at night do you do it on weekends um how do you do all that and that, that comes down to it's it's a very much a lifestyle personal goal driven thing of 
well, I can go into this pharmacy, I can give it a franchise brand and have these systems and methodologies given to me that's proven itself multiple times over. It's money for jam, really. So. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, it gives more time to themselves and family. Yeah. Um, and in, in terms of the business, it really channels their focus on investing the time in their people. Yep. Uh, in crucial and to be across key business metrics as well. Yep. And from, from your experience of particularly from what you see from a franchisor and looking at the franchisees, mm. what makes a good franchisee from a bad one? Yeah. Look, I think a, a business owner that has a strong work ethic and is willing to be hands-on in their business is really important. A positive outlook uh, is yes. crucial. Yes, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, and thirdly, it comes as no surprise, but it's uh, people. It's all about the people. Yeah. Uh, they like I said before, if they can channel and focus their energies on supporting, managing, leading yep. their people. Yeah. Uh, that'll go a long way to yep. ensuring a successful franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Is there um, you get issues there of particular owner, and I suppose you're going to get this all the time, but owners wanting to do go down a particular path, whether it could be a, a, a brand, a, a marketing type thing or something that's very different from what the methodology is. I suppose you, got, you get conflicts, I guess, wouldn't you? Oh, we certainly do. I, look, I think um, we're realistic from our perspective. We try and find the, the balance. We, um, in our role, we, you know, and all franchisees have a, a structure yep. behind the, the franchise with clear compliance measures. Yep. Um, but there'll be cases where we need to understand the business requirements, particularly yep. from a, a local local marketing yep. area front. Yep. You really need to work with the the business owner mm. to ensure that it meets their local yep. local needs, yep. uh, but also in line with uh, brand yep. standards, for yep. example. Yep. The yep. And there was an exercise you did last week, wasn't there? A promotion that that you did, and it really got a good take up with uh, with within, within some within the, the the franchisees, didn't it? Yeah. Look, at, you know what I talked to earlier that, um, and I've said it a couple of times through mm. the podcast that um, you need a brand to genuinely drive traffic yep. and. Uh, Two weeks ago, we uh, we sent a, an EDM, an email, to mm. approximately 180,000 HBF members yeah. uh, advertising health checks in the Friendly's pharmacies, and each of these HBF members were eligible yeah. uh, based on their level of cover. And we had uh, approximately 1,300 uh, bookings over one weekend for health checks across mm. our network of 31 Great pharmacies. Numbers. And that's that unique link between you your members and the pharmacies and the benefits that connect so many people up together yeah, yeah. i think a, a really important point is we uh, and all good uh, franchise models run uh, regular franchise meetings and yes. something that we've implemented last 12 months is peer success stories so yeah. we we have our franchisees present their success uh, an example of that is uh, we had a, a pharmacy present uh, with for their flu season last year, how when the when each of the HBF members and patients came in for their flu shot, how they would have an open conversation on the benefits of having a health check yeah, while yeah. they were waiting uh, for their for their flu or afterwards. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, they would present that story to the the network of franchisees, and it's great to hear the franchisees hear that from their peers yeah. instead of necessarily hearing it from. The ivory tower, the yes. support office, yes, and yes. that can really uh, that can really yeah. cut through the franchise. Yeah. That that group support is very important. Now, so within 
the HBO franchise system, you've got your relevant specialists and things too, don't you? You have your, your, your marketing uh, specialist there, you might have your health service specialist. So what type of uh, people are within that HBF system that's going to help out the franchisees? Yeah, we have a uh, we have a dedicated marketing team in Friendlies uh, that uh, focus on the, the the Friendlies marketing. But we have a at our disposal a, a team of fifty in the marketing team at HBF, uh, and they are across all facets uh, of uh, marketing channels. Yeah. So digital um, loyalty. So it's a it's a significant strength to to mm. tap into the Isn't it? The, yeah. the marketing yeah. engine of HBF. and you'd have your, your retail experts as well. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah, we do. yeah. yeah. Um, so let's look for it. Okay, landscapes cha- changing. The um, uh, you know the the population demographics, buying trends are changing. Uh, let's look for it and give me some insights to uh, the, the changes within pharmacy and customer needs and how that's linking up with what you're doing yeah it certainly is changing uh, the the aging population we know that the traditional pharmacy model is left less profitable yep uh, with pbs reforms we certainly understand that uh cost and convenience is huge factors in yep. pharmacy and, and certainly uh, competition there's new sources of competition uh online for for example and i think that um Businesses need to look at their funding models. Uh, traditionally, mm. in pharmacy, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have, um, from a funding perspective, it's the government, the PBS, including yes. AHI and Six CPA. We have, uh, obviously, from a customer and patient perspective, private scripts and front of shop, including S two and S three. Yeah, we do need to look at uh, alter- alternative funding models, and yeah. I think some of the expert, some of the examples I've shared with you today is an example of that, where the health insurer. Uh, is a is an alternative funding model to to fund health services. Yeah, and yeah. that's an important part of our model. And yeah, because you got those who will. Um, there's all the six CPA uh, funded professional services, uh, which even then a lot of pharmacies still aren't maximising that. But there's a whole new world after that, isn't there? Of um, other services and call it paid services in which. Um, yeah, there may be some reluctance there from the customer to pay for it because they've never had to in the past. And then all of a sudden there's the HBF system in which the members can go to a pharmacy to get these things, which is part of membership. And that's still very neat. But linking into that further demand and need as the population base ages along the way. That's right. And, and uh, certainly... From our perspective, we're looking at health services and looking at how we can have a, a positive impact and benefit for the HBF member. Um, you know, from a in the health in, private health insurance sector, everyone's question, questioning their value yep. of their health insurance. Yep, yep. So we we regularly uh, have phone calls that come through to HBF customer service team that are questioning their their insurance and. Uh, Our customer service team have the opportunity to talk to HBF members about some positive claims and that Mm. being whether to get a flu vaccination or a convenient health check in in a friendly's pharmacy. So that's certainly working well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from a competition perspective, there's, yeah, competition is very, very strong in pharmacy from all sorts of angles from other brands and the discounters and everything like that. Um, And it's certainly a very challenging environment for yourselves isn't it to try and weed your way through all that that noise of 
all these other brands. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And, uh, you know, I know that the Guild did a survey a couple of years ago which highlighted that the two areas that business owners need help the most was uh, marketing their health services yeah. and also HR support. So, um, and like I was saying before about the model you can choose or the path you can choose as a business owner, yeah. it's a, the, the discount uh, path yep. or the, uh, the health services, healthcare destination model. And that's the, that's the path uh, that we've chosen and yep. it's really important that a, a business owner makes that choice. Yep, yep, yep. It's a uh, it's that difficult choice. Do you fight against the beast or do you join the beast? Mm. Yeah, and it's particularly going down the discount path, you, you've got to be a really good retailer, don't you? A really good retailer. Yeah, and you certainly need that centralised efficiency yep. to, to yes. really make yes. it harm and work. Yep, yep, yep. From a... Uh, cost perspective from a distribution perspective um, and quite often there's sometimes um, a misalignment I feel of I think, oh, discount that's great that's going to bring more people in but sometimes the significant increase in volumes you need just to make the same GP dollars you're going from you know a typical 38% GP pharmacy and you want to change brands and go to a, a discount and you're getting you know 33% or 32%, 30%, something like that. I mean, you need good 20, 30% increase in volume just to make the same GP numbers. And it's, it's just about unrealistic to think you're going to achieve that, isn't it? Yeah, it's right. And I think the, the health services model, um, you know, marketing and promoting health services and having a significant fo focus there is obviously uh, not going to be the uh, magic bullet, not yep. going to be, yep. um, but it is, it really diversifies the income. Mm. And, you know, an example, that flu vaccination driving the traffic into the pharmacy, yep. there's a great opportunity for um, business owners and pharmacies to um, take advantage and leverage that, yep. cu that yep. customer walking through the door. Yep. You know, simple exercises that we're doing is for each flu vaccination uh, patient that walks in the door, they receive a 20% off um, discount yep. for their front of front of shop purchase on the day. Mm. So it really stimulates that retail yep. transaction yep. 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 Uh, linking with the health service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and with the, the healthcare, you've got this difference and there's a, a, a different path we're starting to take now, isn't there, of your retailer, retail-based pharmacy, which in turn sort of becomes a discounter by default, because it's the only way you can do it. Um, and then you've got the other path of those becoming your health destinations. And you've sort of got those two paths that are starting to split within pharmacy. And even when your healthcare high service models you start to get those who are start to specialise a little bit now. But you've got a lot of people in between, don't you? You do. This uh, pool of sameness of everyone doing exactly the same thing. And you can go to anywhere and you've got six pharmacies to choose from, all of which do exactly the same thing with the same products, all there is the signage is different. Uh, yeah, and there needs to be more to it than that, isn't there? And so you're getting these decision points coming out now, aren't you, of or retail or or the, the, the patient-centric healthcare model. And a lot of them are stuck in this abyss of in the middle, aren't they? They are, and I, you know, many of uh, 
expert commentators have talked to this, and I've said it a couple of times, you, you really need to uh, pick your mark and, and choose the path that you'd like to head down and, and align yourself with whether it's a... Um, whether it's an independent uh, uh, pharmacy and you, you you take advantage of some retail support in an independent pharmacy, yeah, yeah. if that works for you, or if it's a franchise yeah. model, really yeah. uh, choose your path you'd like to head yeah. down and aligned with your values and yeah. where you're heading. So let's look at vision of friendlies going forward um, and give us some, some insights into the purpose and the vision of, of HBF Friendlies. Yeah, thanks, John. It is to be WA's trusted health advisor and, and leading pharmacy brand in WA. And like I talked to earlier, I think that anecdote about the HBF member that walked into our Friendlies Bustleton, and, um, you know, that's a really exa- good example of our purpose to yep. deliver health outcomes yep. for the community uh, in the moments that really matter for them. Yep. And that's, that's our purpose. That's why we get up. Yep, every day that's right uh, really, making uh, that difference in people's lives it really does drive yep. us yep and what about uh, within within WA you mentioned uh, the incredible success you're having within flu jabs uh, what, what 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 more is there to come yeah look uh, we've partnered with uh, Impromai around our weight management program and that's a yep. highly successful uh, program and I'd like to share with the audience today that I'm a I've been through the Impromai program. I've lost about nine kilos in the hey, last three months. Well and, done. You know, being a male in my, may I say, just turned 40, I uh, haven't been one to uh, necessarily look after my, my diet so well. Yeah. And that program's yeah. given me great, great structure and purpose. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I've uh, done my uh, health service through uh, at Wesley Williams out at Joondana. Oh, okay, uh, yes, yes. Great results. Yeah. And, you know, I think if I talk to the benefits for the pharmacy, uh, clearly um, HBF and Friendlies does a great job in um, driving sign-ups for our Friendlies pharmacies, driving the traffic in the store. Mm-hmm. But um, the pharmacy and the, the champion in store is crucial to continue those yep. uh, regular checkups, those weekly checkups. Yes, and, yes. Um, I'll put my hand up. I've missed a couple of those uh, those checkups. Yeah. But I think if you're consistent, you go along. There's the opportunity for the pharmacy is obviously the retail product yeah. as well. Yeah. The purchase of the sachet. So it's yeah. a real retail link. Yeah. Our our sleep study, our sleep service is going really well. Oh, good. You yeah. Know, it's it's much more convenient for the HBF member yeah. and and patient and customer to have a a sleep study in the comfort mm. of their own home versus uh, at hospital. Yeah. And that drives a lot of. Um, uh, claims benefits yeah. uh, for our business as well, yeah, which yeah, is really important. Yeah, yeah. So, people out there considering branding, okay? So you've got an owner out there who's feels like they're struggling or not being competitive. They're slowly getting chipped away in customer numbers and script numbers by some of the others. Um, benefits have been part of the HPF family. Right? Apart from from a group support, you got some cracking good franchisees. Yeah, we do. Owners I really admire and respect. Yeah, we do. We uh, I'd mentioned Bustleton. They were a category winner last year, APP. Uh, a fantastic yes. job with yep. Dave yep. Dave Williams and Louise and Scott Braddock. We have uh, the team, uh, Noel and Sue Fosbury, yep. who were doing to the WA in- industry. Andrew Stent, uh, Natalie Willis, yes. a, a recent uh, franchisee that's come on board with us, uh, 
Matthew Taborski out at Sterling. Yes. Young, yes. energetic, driven guy yeah. who's really kicking goals with yeah. the franchise and the, yeah. the health services model. Yeah. Just to name a few, and apologies yeah. for the ones that I haven't mentioned. <laughs> of course, of course. And what else um, should um, should potential owners be aware of with the the HPF friendlies model that um, to you know, to get them to understand what 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 you can offer. Yeah, look, I, I, I would encourage uh, any any prospective franchise, it's, it's, uh, prospective business owners looking at a franchise, whether it be HBF friendlies or otherwise, that they they reach out to uh, those that are in the franchise. I think that's the best way to to really uh, understand how it works yeah, and yeah. experiences yeah. of existing franchise owners, yeah. and they get a true understanding yeah, of how the yeah. model works. Yeah, the 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 marketing is very strong the the support for the current HPF members and that mm. is a very unique opportunity and the, the potential for that for the members and the benefits they can get it's a very unique offering yeah it yeah. is and uh, obviously I'm a, uh, a WA local boy for six months but um, you know I've really come aware of the brand equity awareness the of the HBF brand and yep. how trusted it is. Yep. It's been uh, in WA lives for 75, 80 years um, and to partner with Friendlies that, that provides great leverage and opportunity to, yep. uh, to drive that awareness. Yep. Uh, like I've said a few times, the ability to, ability to talk to that unique audience and like I was saying earlier about that health check example, yes, the ability yep. to target yeah. The communication to that audience is, is crucial yeah. to drive traffic. And given those members access to such uh, crucial health services at a you know, in a very affordable way, it's um, it, it just benefits everyone around, doesn't it? So you're still looking at growing? You, you, we are. Yeah, we yeah. are. We are growing in members and growing in franchisees. Yeah, that's right. We're we're 31 uh, pharmacies from. Yeah. Uh, as south as uh, as Bustleton up up north to Geraldton, uh, we're we're eager to talk to like-minded yep. business owners that want to join the model. Yeah, um, yeah, we feel we've got a, a unique unique point of difference. Yeah, yeah. So, if there's uh, listeners out there want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Yeah, it's right by um, uh, they can jump onto the Friendlies website. We've got a, a page dedicated to uh, talking through the franchise opportunities. Separate from that, uh, I'm sure, John, you pass on any contact details. Most certainly will. Most certainly will. So thank you very much, Luke, for coming in and chatting to us. Thank you all for, for, for listening. Uh, if you guys have got uh, questions about the friendly, HBF Friendlies model, um, get in touch with... Uh, get in touch via the HPF Friendlies website uh, or alternatively give me a call um, I'm happy to pass on your details to, to Luke and um, yeah, some yeah, some great points that he's raised so great thank you for your time thank you for listening to us uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks time with some uh, more exciting stuff from the world of pharmacy so thank you very much uh, we'll talk to you soon see ya Thank you.